0: Week, Amsie kind of reminded us of the importance of studying the Word of God and prioritizing the Word of God and reading the Word of God and keeping that habit consistent in your life. And tonight, I'm going to talk to you about prayer. This uh, series is kind of just walking through the foundations of what we believe and what our lives really need to look like every day. What are things that you and I can do every single day in our lives to make our vision clearly see what God has for us, what his plan is for us, what his calling is for this new year. So we're going through things that you've heard before, but I hope that we are stirring you up to look at them in a fresh way and to prioritize them and just to begin to implement them in your life. Every day, you know, I heard about these things for years. I heard about reading my Bible and praying and worshiping for years and years and years, and I was like fine with all that, but it really didn't do a lot for me until I started consistently doing those things in my life every single day, every single morning, every single night, whether I felt like it or not. And all of a sudden, things like exploded in a really good way in my life, and I thought, I've been missing this. All this time, undervaluing these things that have brought so much to my life when I just chose to implement them every single day. I'm going to get rid of my gum because I felt like it was coming for you, Zach. <laughs> Jesus be offense. Okay, we are going to start tonight. I actually don't have um, all that many scriptures. And bear with me tonight because I am hoping tonight is going to come across as sort of like a, a coffee talk with Morgan um, tonight 's message is just a lot of my story and a lot of my thoughts and uh, things that i 've discovered that have really helped me grow my prayer life when it seemed like a really intimidating thing or it seemed like something um, if for me previously prayer was like just a code that was hard to crack almost i heard other people talk about prayer, and I saw other people pray, and I could tell they were getting stuff done, and I wasn't getting stuff done. <laughs> and There was this kind of disconnect of like, okay, I know that's possible, but I'm having a hard time getting there. So I'm going to talk to you guys about things that really helped me sort of unlock that and and simplify that in my life. But we'll start in Luke chapter 11, verse 1 tonight. And it's talking about Jesus and his disciples. It says, once Jesus was in a certain place praying... And as he finished, one of his disciples came to him and said, Lord, teach us to pray just as John taught his disciples. And that's the name of this message tonight is, Lord, teach us to pray. And that was really my heart. I think it's really cool that we see um, that when Jesus' disciples saw him praying, they asked him to teach them. Like, there, it wasn't just like, oh, Jesus is praying. It was uh remarkable enough to them or noticeable enough to them that he knew how to pray and he was really getting something done to the level where they were like, can you teach us how to do that? This seems like it's beyond what we've been able to get into or beyond what I know how to do. Teach us how to pray. And, you know, I used to really feel that way. You know, I would see people like Miss Donna pray and Brother Dale pray. And when you look at people like that, you can tell they're getting stuff done, right? Their prayers are very effective, and they're sharp, and they're moving things. And it really began to bother me probably about two years ago. um, You know, I prayed, but when people would ask me to pray for them or agree with them on something, I would do it, and I would do my best, but I didn't really feel like anything was accomplished. And I know that we don't go by our feelings. We go by faith, and we believe things happen, and God moves even when we don't see it or feel it. But I could sense that there was a power that I was lacking. I was doing my best, but I would walk away feeling really defeated that, like, hey, I prayed prayed with this person, and I, I, I can tell I didn't hit it. You know, I want to be able to move something for them. I want to really be able to lock in and agree with them and use my faith to move things forward or address this issue. And I found myself unable to do that. So that was uh, frustrating, but it, it also just kind of was like, man, I, gotta, I need to figure this out. Like, I see these people. I know that you can pray and you can accomplish things and you can move things. I need to learn how to do that. So at the beginning of 2019, when I wrote my kind of goals down for the year, it was a super short list, and my only spiritual goal was to learn how to pray, and that's exactly how I wrote it down because I just felt like I'm praying, but I don't, I don't know, you know, not. I felt like I didn't know how, if that makes sense. I was praying, but I just went to God really just like this verse and said, Lord, I need you to teach me how to pray. I am not satisfied with what I'm able to do now. I don't feel like I'm able to do much. I don't feel like I can really speak to things or agree with people and feel confident that I'm using my faith for results. So I went to God and I said, Father, teach me. Teach me how to pray. And I really felt led that that was just the only thing I was supposed to focus on pretty much in my spiritual life last year. Of course, I maintained other things I was doing, worshiping and reading my Bible. But Last year was a year of prayer for me. So at the beginning of the year, I selected a couple of books by Pastor Nancy and different things um, to read, but the main thing that I started to do was to really just pray. So a lot of us have been in this church a long time, and we've heard Dr. Jacob say, get out of your head and into your heart, and get out of your head and into your heart. And that was so difficult for me, and I, I really never felt like I got to a place in prayer where I was all the way in my heart. It was so hard for me to get out of my head, so I thought, I have got to figure this out. And some some things that had been hard for me in the past Um, was that I I felt like I couldn't spend a lot of time in prayer before my mind just totally like, you know, just totally drifted. I just lost all control, quit playing, and then like 15 minutes later, you know, whatever. I was a hot mess. And uh, one thing that I was trying to do, though, was set unrealistic goals initially. If I really couldn't even focus 10 minutes in prayer... you know, I shouldn't have been setting goals to spend like 40 minutes in prayer. And that's what I had done previously in my life. Or we've, you know, always heard Dr. Jacobs be like, when was the last time you prayed in tongues? 30 minutes without stopping. So I would go for 30 minutes and I would make it like seven and that's it. You know, I'm just being honest with you guys. I was starting at square one. So the first thing I did that was really helpful was I, I just started where I was. And, you know, Dr. Jacobs said, Pray in tongues more than you think you can. And at first for me, that was like 10 minutes. <laughs> but I started to do 10 minutes in the morning. And then I started to do 10 minutes on my lunch break. And then I started to do 10 minutes in the evening. So at the end of the day, there's 30 minutes. And I'm like, okay, okay, this isn't, this isn't so bad. You know, when I kind of broke it up and made it manageable. But this whole time, I was just really genuinely seeking God, saying, God, I, I, teach me to pray. Teach me to pray. I've got to get a hold of this. And I just sensed how vital that was for me. Um, And I found that just through that journey last year and through prioritizing prayer, prayer was absolutely the single most transformative thing that I have ever done in my life. And I could not believe um, the benefits that I received from that, but also how quickly that began. Man, when I just really committed myself to that, It's not like it took nine months. It was like all of a sudden God was speaking to me right and left. I was so easily able to hear his voice. I was so easily able to deal with anxiety when it tried to show up. I was... It was so much easier for me to walk in love. Gosh, it helped me be so much less frustrated. And of course, you know, kind of in my mind, I knew that prayer would do all these things for me. But this was really the first time I had been able to experience that in a new fullness and in a way that was so, so life-changing. It's hard to articulate what God did in me through prayer last year. I feel like I grew leaps and bounds and he was able to catch me up in so many areas just because of my commitment to really just spend a little more time with him and to hone in on this one topic. So it was so just transformative for me and it gave me such a strength. I can't even explain um, just how stable it made me feel. It just brought a real stability in my life to stay in constant contact with God. But what I think is so remarkable about all this is that prayer is really so simple. You know, prayer is talking to God, and previously I think I had just way over it thinking like I got to get in this perfect setting I got to get out of my mind I got to get into my heart like I, I just got to focus and I got to give it a good 45 minutes then I bet I'll get out of my head and into my heart and I was just over it when prayer is talking to God we're humans we are made to talk talking is the easiest thing that we do all day long right talking is not hard Prayer is just talking to God. It's not hard. He made it so easy and such a natural thing for us to do. But so many times I think we neglect it just because we're we're intimidated maybe or we're overcomplicating it or we're thinking like, well, I don't, you know, I don't have an hour, so like what can I really do? Prayer is just talking to God. It's just talking to him and listening as he speaks to us. And one of my favorite quotes about prayer, this really inspired me at the beginning, of last year when I was feeling like, you know, I'm so far behind where I should be and this and that. A.W. Tozer said, the key to prayer is simply praying. And I just took that really at face value and said, okay, I'm just going to do this. If this if that's all it is, if the key to prayer is simply praying, if all this is to, you know, is to talk to God, I'm just going to talk to God as much as I can. I'm just going to do it every time that I can think to do it. I'm going to fit it in wherever I can, whether I'm at work or in the car. And that simplified things for me so much. I didn't have to get in the zone. I didn't have to sit down and, you know, (laughs) I don't know why I thought I just had to really, like, be in the zone to pray. But, you, you know, just talk to God and start exactly where you're at. And I think one thing, too, that was a little challenging for me is that prayer is really pretty removed from emotion. So uh, worship is really easy for me, but it also can be really emotional, right? You find that song that you just love and you're just like, ah. Oh. Yes, like this song makes me feel better on a bad day. There is a spiritual component to worship. I'm not trying to downplay that, but there's a pretty big emotional part. It's easy for us to engage our emotions sometimes in worship. And really, I found it's the same in the Bible for me. You know, when you find a verse that, you know, God is saying, I'm the strength of your life, and I'm your shield, and I will uphold you, and I will carry you, and I will protect you. It's, you know, there's something spiritual happening, but it's easy for my emotions to hop onto that on a rough day and say like, yes, I received that. That's a word for me. Thank you, God. You know, prayer was a little more challenging for me because there wasn't that emotional component for me to engage in a natural way so much. And I found that that's what I had to stop looking for. I didn't need to feel anything. Uh, and I needed to just step into it regardless of what, whether that was what I really wanted to do. You know, other times, rather than pray, sometimes I would worship. Or rather than pray, I would read my Bible when I really needed all three in a pretty big way. So just recognize that sometimes prayer can feel a little more challenging because especially praying in tongues, It has no regard for how you feel, and it may not necessarily make your emotions feel super excited at first. Now that I've practiced it a bunch, I do feel like I can really easily step over into my spirit when I pray, and my emotions don't matter, and I do feel really good in the end. It wasn't always like that in the beginning, though. I would spend five minutes praying and just, like, not feel like I did much at all. But I was kind of looking for an emotional response because I could experience that during worship, and I could experience that when I read my Bible, and that wasn't always there when I was praying, so that was something I had to to get over. And prayer really taught me to experience God outside of my emotions, telling me, hey, this feels good. Because it doesn't matter. Faith does not uh, take into account my emotions or how I feel or how something makes me feel. So prayer really taught me to, to access God in the middle of things that are really challenging. And I had even realized sometimes, you know, I was using... I think I, I was sometimes using worship and reading my Bible as a way to play to my emotions. So I'll give you an example. Um, if I was feeling really depressed or, or anxious, <laughs> you know, and I was crying, well, I would find a scripture verse, and it would just make me cry even more. And looking back, I can tell now, like, I thought God was helping me, but I was really just having an emotional experience. Now in those situations where I'm feeling depressed or anxious, when I spend some time in prayer, like I referenced earlier, there is a strength that rises up. It doesn't make me more emotional. It doesn't move me to tears all the time. It brings a strength. and It allows me to pull myself together. Is this okay? I'm being really transparent tonight. But I I just realized, like, hey, I was looking for an emotional response a lot of times in those hard moments when I just really needed to put my flesh and my emotions down and pray and tap into that strength that would allow me to overcome those emotions. So that was something that was really helpful as I kind of dove into prayer. But another big thing that I can tell prayer did for me in the last year was to prepare me for my calling. And, in fact, I feel like nothing has better prepared me for my calling, than prayer. Um, Because callings are so individualized and personal. You know, we're all called to be Christians. Yes, we're all called to be in God's family. We're all called to be healthy and whole. But the Bible doesn't tell you what job you're supposed to get or who you're supposed to marry. Those aspects of your calling are found only in prayer. They're not found in the word. They're not going to be in your favorite worship song. They're found in prayer. And I just, I just never forget Pastor Nancy's analogy of saying, when I am praying in tongues for my future, I'm laying down the tracks that I need to move forward. The flip side of that is that if I fail to pray, I won't have any tracks to move forward on and I'll get off track. But the specifics of your calling are found in prayer. And there has been so much value in me praying for my future. Um, I believe prayer is one of the primary means that we bring about God's will and his calling in our lives. You know, a lot of times when we think about our calling, we're thinking kind of about the action part of that. Like, well, maybe I'm called to be a doctor, or maybe I know I'm called to teach, or maybe I know I'm called to work with kids, or I'm called to speak, and we're picturing the real kind of doing part of our calling. But the biggest part of our calling is just the praying of it so that I can even step into it. I'll never get to the doing without the praying, if I can say it that way. I'll never get into the action without that groundwork beforehand. So really, my calling is not in what I do, but it's in what I'm praying. And my calling is in what I'm speaking out and what I'm laying down for myself. It is one of the primary means... We accomplish God's plan for our lives is through prayer. You know, it paves the way for the things that you are called to walk in. And you can't walk into them if they haven't been prayed out first. You know, it's like it clears the path for you to go through. So that was something that was really transformative for me this year as well was just to see, you know, my calling is so much less about doing and so much more about praying. My doing comes out of my praying. And if I don't do the praying beforehand, I'm going to get in a situation where I'm supposed to be doing something and it's not going to go well. <laughs> and I've been there. Like I said there were times, you know, it was so upsetting for me to pray with someone They know that I didn't really have the help they needed or that I wasn't able to fully access what God was trying to bring to that situation. That was very frustrating and really discouraging. I wasn't able to walk in that part of my calling because I was failing to pray it. You know, I was failing to speak it out. And when I began to pray it out, then I stepped into those situations and there was power. And I knew something was accomplished. And that person got back to me later with a great report. And that is everything to me. If I want to be able to help people, I've got to be prayed up and ready to go. And there's no substitute for it. I can't worship myself to that place. I can't read my Bible and get to that place. Because when somebody needs a specific word from God and an answer got to be ready to give it to them. You know, I want to be able to pray with you guys and to stand with you and to see results in your life that matters to me and it's so important to me. And I found that there's just no substitute for prayer. There's no substitute for praying that out and for laying those things out in the spirit through prayer so that when I need to walk in them, I can and I'm ready and that path is there for me and I can go down those tracks cuz I took the time to lay them out. And you know, I found that to be so motivating On a day-to-day basis, it's like, you know what, today's just like a a Wednesday, I'm just going to go to work and then I'm going to go home or whatever. You know, I don't look at a normal day as a normal day anymore because every day is a day of preparation. Maybe I don't see myself praying with someone today or maybe, you know, I'm not preaching tonight or, or whatever, but I know that I need to pray about it today and lay down those tracks so that when that situation comes, I can be ready for it. So it's really helped me to make the most of every day and to motivate myself to use every day to prepare because I want to be ready when those times come to me. And, you know, it's a a big deal when you're able to help someone else. Um, It's um, amazing that God would trust us to help each other that way, you know, and begin to move in our lives that way. That was something that was so moving to me um, when I began to dig into prayer a lot. You know, God spoke a lot of things to me about a lot of people, and I was able to encourage a lot of people and say, hey, God, tell me this about your situation, and he told me this about what you're going through, and I can tell you it's going to be okay. And it wasn't just fluff, and it wasn't just hype, and it wasn't just encouragement, but it was an anointed word for them in that season, and there's nothing that compares to being able to bring that to someone and, and help them and speak to them maybe when they're in a place that they can't hear God you know I can bring God's words to them um, so that was something that was so moving um, but again just helps me see every day matters and every time that I spend in prayer matters and every moment and every day is a way to prepare myself for what is coming up next and uh, another kind of outcome of that Sorry, I told you guys this was like a, (laughs) it's just coffee with Morgan. It's just a big, long kind of scatter load. But another thing that came out of that was such a confidence. So a lot of times when I was your all's age, but even into adulthood, you know, I knew some things about my calling and I knew that I was called, of course, we're all called. Um, But I was always just kind of like shaky about it, you know, like, well, I don't know, I don't know exactly this, or I don't know exactly that, or what if I get in that situation and I'm not prepared, or or what if things don't go the way I think they're going to? But when you pray and you are close to God and you are confident in hearing his voice, it brings such a confidence into your life where you don't have to be afraid of anything. When you know that you can get a hold of God and you can hear his voice no matter what's going on around you, it brings such a strength and such a confidence that you can walk through every day not having to be afraid. And that was something I think I didn't realize till I was on the other side of it, how much fear had been in my life regarding my future. Um, and, And even like regarding the quarry, you know, sometimes when I would think about my responsibilities here, I was really in fear think, because I love you guys, and I was thinking, "Oh, am, are we helping them? Are we doing the right things? Am I doing the right things? And, and getting closer to God and really learning to pray and hone in on his voice gave me so much confidence. If I know that I am hearing from him about what to do here, I'm not scared about you guys because I know if I, if I do my part and I obey God, He's going to do all the rest that needs to be done. He'll take care of the other side. So it's brought such a confidence. If you struggle with fear in any capacity... Man, just start to pray. Sharpen yourself until you can hear God's voice without a doubt because that removes all fear. When I know that I've heard from my father and I did what I needed to do, there's no room for fear because I can have complete trust in him. But it also takes a lot of pressure off of me. I don't have to know what to say to you guys. I just go to God and get it. I say what he says to say. It makes things so easy. It kind of comes back to the simplicity of like prayer is just me talking to him and then me listening to what he says, just like I would with you guys. It's just talking and listening, talking and listening. And it's easy once you're, you you kind of sharpen yourself and you commit um, to really hone in and, and, and sharpen your spirit to hear his voice. It becomes so easy. And the outcome is that there is no room for fear and you're able to walk confidently in whatever God has called you to do because you're getting instruction straight from him. You don't have to guess. You don't have to ask your friends. When God speaks to you, There is such a surety that you know you're making the right decision. You know, sometimes it's really intimidating, right? For you guys, (laughs) nobody's asking me these kinds of questions anymore, but you know, every time, every Christmas, every Thanksgiving, whatever, everyone's like, so, how's school? Where are you going to college? What's your job gonna be? What are you thinking? Are you gonna get a car? Are you gonna get your license? Right? They're asking you all these questions, and you just kind of come up with your answer. You keep saying over and over just to tell them something, you know. But that can feel really intimidating. There's a lot of options. Should I go to college? Should I not go to college? You know, what should I do? And even within high school now, you guys have a lot of different kind of paths and routes and diplomas and, and all kinds of stuff you can get. Don't let that intimidate you. It's not on you to know what to do. It's just on you to go to God and hear. That's all you got to do is go hear. Go hear what you need to do and then do it. So don't be intimidated. Your life will be full of choices, but right now you are making some of the most important ones. Don't let it stress you out. Just go to God. Hear from him. Ask what you need to do, and he'll tell you. And, uh, you know, I saw this quote the other day, and I thought it was so great. It said, never underestimate the big things God can do through small habits. So I'll kind of go back to my story for a second. I started really small, and I just started praying kind of whenever I could and wherever I could. Like I told you guys, I started with five-minute chunks, and I just fit in as many of those as I could all day long. And I would typically spend those praying in tongues, but I um, also started really praying, having a list of scriptures that I prayed every morning over my day. Um, Some of those are about safety. Some are about healing, about provision and our supply. So I would go through that. It takes me about two to three minutes. I usually do it in the car on the way to work. And then I start praying in tongues. And then I just do that every opportunity I get all day long and uh, I actually set um, the timer on my phone that like locks your social media apps after a certain amount of time and I started playing a game where every time I picked up my phone to open Instagram or something my phone would remind me it was locked and I would stop and pray even if it was only for two or three minutes I would spend that time praying in tongues even if I was at my desk at work I would spend just take a couple of minutes praying in tongues. I just broke it down into these like tiny little pieces and worked them in wherever I could. So it was super easy. I prayed a lot in the car. Uh, I prayed a lot just out and about (laughs) in drive-thrus and doctor's office waiting rooms. Wherever I could, I just began to commit as much time as I could to prayer. And I found I just couldn't believe how almost overnight God started speaking to me. Just like crazy, right and left, right and left all the time. It wasn't even necessarily like a matter of me asking him a lot. I was a lot of times just praying in tongues to build myself up or I might be praying about someone else in a situation But he just began to speak things to me right and left. I didn't even have to try to hear him. It just happened. And I know what happened is that as I prayed in tongues, I was quieting my mind. I was sharpening my spirit. And I was drawing close enough to God to where it was easy to hear his voice. It's easy to hear... It's easy to hear someone talk when you're close to them, but when you're far away, it's really hard. Or, like, in a situation where there's a lot of loud music, it's hard to hear someone speak. Sometimes our lives are like that. They're just too loud, and we're just too far away from God. We haven't prayed in three weeks, so we're pretty distant. There's a lot of space. There's a lot going on, you know, in my mind that's making it hard for my spirit to really be clear. And taking those little moments— just throughout my day, almost instantly, brought me to a place where I could hear God speak so clearly and so easily. And I was so thrilled. I was so excited because that was what I longed for. You know, I had heard God speak, of course, but I wanted him talking to me like all day, every day. And I wanted him to speak to me about every situation in life, not just a couple of things. And so that was just thrilling to to hear him speak to me about all kinds of things. But I also, in the end, was so shocked at how simple it was. I wish I had done that so much sooner. I had just defeated myself previously by thinking, like, well, I can't pray in tongues 45 minutes, so, like, what did that accomplish? I, what an idiot. You know, that's on me. I shouldn't, have, um, I shouldn't have been listening to those negative thoughts. I should have done what I knew to do. But, man, just do it. It's so easy once you get into it. And now, you know, as I kind of said at the beginning, it was, it was always really hard for me to shut my mind down. I rarely felt like I could fully get into my heart. And now I can do it so quickly and so easily. And I'm just astounded at how God has been able to move in my life through one simple habit. Don't underestimate the big things God can do With small habits, those little things you do every day that no one sees and that no one else maybe cares about, uh, you know, that don't seem like they add up to anything, God can do so much through that. And just bringing prayer consistently into my life changed everything so I hope that makes you feel encouraged that no matter where you're at start small break it into tiny little pieces you know um a scripture that I just love and I've read over and over this year is in James chapter 5 it's verse 16 and it says confess and acknowledge how you've offended one another (laughs) we're not talking about that one tonight (laughs) and then pray for one another to be instantly healed here's the best part for tremendous power is released through the passionate, heartfelt prayer of a godly believer. And, you know, that has been so true in my life. And I love that it doesn't say tremendous power is released through the lengthy prayer of a believer or through the smart-sounding prayer of a believer. No, just through the passionate heartfelt prayer and that's what my prayers were when I began this they were passionate and they were heartfelt and they were really kind of desperate like God I I have to figure this out I'm not satisfied with with not being able to accomplish when I need to in prayer But there is so much power that is released through the passionate, heartfelt prayer of a godly believer. And listen, that has made such a difference in my life in in the realm of anxiety and depression. I've talked about that a lot, but it's something that is coming against our society super strongly. And prayer has made all the difference. Listen, I am so confident now. I can smell those things a mile away, I can tell when they're trying to show up, and I can deal with it in prayer, and a year ago, I didn't feel like that, (laughs) I wasn't strong enough to be able to speak that so boldly, but now when those things try to come, I can deal with it, you know, now when I pray with you guys about things, I am very confident that we can move some things, and we can deal with some things, and I can deal with some things on your behalf, because I love you guys, and that means everything to me to be able to have that tremendous power available to me me just through the simple act of praying every day so as we close here I wanted to tell you guys a couple of tips that I found that were really really helpful as I kind of dove into this I'm sure you could tell you know I genuinely feel like I started at square one and that's embarrassing to tell you because of my age I should have got a hold of this ages ago Um, but you know I just really started at the beginning Um, one thing that was super helpful for me was like I said earlier just to do it and start where I was but to kind of find what worked for me so what I mean by that is I have found I actually really don't pray well in my house at all <laughs> my house even though I don't have kids or it's not typically loud and crazy or anything I just get super distracted there and previously I was always just trying to pray like turn on a lamp in the living room get kind of comfy make sure everything's quiet I'm going to spend 40 minutes in prayer that like doesn't work for me I don't know why <laughs> but I found going to, like, parks was a great place for me to pray, uh, an easy place for me to focus. I found that going to even, like, coffee shops and libraries, I, I know that doesn't make a lot of sense because there's, like, other people in those places, but it just is kind of like background noise, you know? Um, it wasn't like anyone was talking to me, so I would just pop in my headphones and I would just pray. And that worked really well for me. Um, being outside and praying outside worked really well for me. So I know this is kind of just like silly practical stuff, but if you feel like, well, I just can't pray I don't know, I try and do it in my room and it doesn't go good. Well, try it in the car. I pray all the time in the car, and the car is probably like the number one place God speaks to me. You know, I spend a lot of time in there, so I just pray in the car a lot. But go someplace different. If you need to go out on your porch, if you have a car and you need to go take a drive to pray, do what you need to do. I don't know why, but thats it's just way easier for me to focus Um, when I'm not at home, I have a really hard time, you know, spending a lot of time in prayer at home. I can read my Bible at home. I can worship at home, but um, a lot of prayer at home is a little bit hard for me. So that was something that I found was really helpful. Another thing that I did was I read books about prayer, and I didn't just try and figure it all out on my own. But Pastor Nancy has a book called "Responding to the Supernatural." She has a book called "A Supernatural Prayer Life." There's that like giant Kenneth Hagin uh, blue and white tongues book. I pulled that out. Um, there's that Charles Caps book about tongues. I read from people that I knew, you know, knew how to do this, and gleaned as much as I could from them. And it also really helped me. Um, for instance, Pastor Nancy, she just talked about different times uh, kind of a burden would come on her to pray for someone else, and I realized that I had felt that before, I just didn't recognize that's what that was. Uh, different things had come on me, and it had freaked me out a little bit to <laughs> where I was like, what is this, heaviness? I don't know why I'm feeling like this. Is this kind of weird? Is this, you know, is this depression? What is this? Well, she, she laid out some scenarios in her book that were, like, exactly what I had experienced, and I was like, okay, that's a burden to pray for someone, duh. Like, <laughs> now nah, I got it. But anyways, the stories in those books really helped me. You know, Brother Hagan is so practical, and when he talks about things in his books and shares his stories, I just found those things to be really helpful. Um, another thing I didn't do as much as I wanted to, and I want to more this year, is do things like attend Sunday morning prayer. Get around the prayer people that are in this church every single Sunday morning from 9 to 9.30. Some of the uh, strongest prayer people in our church get together to pray. And it is really moving and really inspiring to see how they worked. It also gave me hope because when I was with them, It was kind of easier for me to hop into some things that would be hard for me at home, but it gave me a taste of, like, what I was working towards or where I could go and how to get there. And it was so inspiring to see them pray for our church and for our pastors and see how effective they were. But I believe we can learn a lot from getting around those kinds of people. Um, And then another thing that just really inspired me throughout all of last year was this quote from Smith Wigglesworth, and we'll end on this. He said, I never pray for more than five minutes, but I never go more than five minutes without praying. You know, and I think that's just, it speaks so much to the fact that, like, it doesn't have to be hours. It's not necessarily about how long you pray, but it's just consistency and really staying in contact with God all day and not saying like, well, this is my prayer time in the morning and the rest of the day, you know, see you God. I think that was the biggest thing for me was just the consistency in bringing that in throughout my day, even though I wasn't praying for 45 minutes at a time, uh, just staying in constant contact with God made me so much more mindful of him throughout my day, even while I was at work or whatnot, but also it kept my spirit really sharp to be able to hear him speak. So if I could say anything about prayer tonight, I would say, Jess. Do it. Just start. Don't feel bad about where you're at. You're no further behind than I was, I promise. (laughs) You know, just jump in and start. And like I told you guys, I was just astounded about how quickly things changed for me and how quickly it just seemed like this whole world opened up to me that I am now so excited about and feel so privileged to get to spend time in prayer. But just start. Just do it. The key to prayer is simply prayer. So please be encouraged by that tonight. I love you guys so much. Thank you for listening and coming to Coffee Talks with Morgan. Sorry if it was a little bit of a scatter load. I did want to remind you guys before we go tonight, we have our February encounter coming up. I am super excited about this and I've got a couple things to tell you. So we're having a relationship panel. This means that it's a group of people who are going to be answering your questions about dating and relationships and marriage and whatever you want to know. So your last chance to submit questions will be this Friday on social media. If you're not on social media, you can just text me your questions. That's fine. And you will also see on social media on Friday, we will be announcing the four speakers for that night. So keep your eyes out. It's not me. I told you guys that last week so you can rest assured you'll be getting advice from someone who knows what they're talking about so (laughs) we're really excited for that I think that would be a really fun night to bring your friends it's going to be a night that's kind of just easy to sit back and listen as we have these different speakers share I think it's going to be a night that's going to be a lot of fun and really funny we kind of have some goofy questions we're going to throw in there too so I want to encourage you to bring your friends and the very last thing is we need your help tonight so I'm going to pray and dismiss us, but after we close, if you guys could go back to the big fellowship hall, we're going to be setting up some tables and chairs and we would love your help. So, we'll do-